0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Auto Trader podcast. My name is Wendy Lesisi, and I'm George Minnie. And we're joined today by somebody who's been on the show a few times now. Uh, we're joined by the CEO of Volvo, or the managing director rather of um, of Volvo South Africa, Greg. How's it going, Greg?
1: Ah, thanks for I see I see he he left out your surname because it's 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 Maroshevsky I've, I've
0: practiced enough and I've I've sat with Greg a few times now where, where I think I, I will never forget it. I mean it's it's unique. It's unique. It's uh familiarity. <laughs> Maroshevsky. You're the only Maroshevsky I know though, so you know.
2: I think there's more than one in the country. <laughs> really? Besides my family, yeah. Oh, oh nice. wow. There's one other one.
0: That's, That's uh um, Swedish. Polish. Polish. Oh, Polish. Polish. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I understand completely now. But we're also joined by the C40. This, this is your guys' new uh, battery electric vehicle. It's a new one. We officially launched it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um,
2: we introduced it to the market in February, but we had no stock at that stage. Mm. And um, yeah, last month or two, we've got a couple of units in, in stock. George, all coming. George, you've also driven this car.
1: Right. Oh, Greg! Uh, Greg and his team gave it to me for a whole week, and I felt bad this morning because Greg said to me he only drove it the other day for the first time because everybody else had the bloody car. Um, so, uh, so, so you know, thank you to Volvo. It's a, it's a stunning car. I, I, I was saying to Greg earlier on, the one thing about this Volvo is, um, is it it feels like. I mean I know it's a I know it's a, it's a, it's an EV but uh, it yeah. feels like an EV. There's there's some EVs out in the market where you you drive them and they still feel like a traditional ICE vehicle. Um this one feels like an EV. You know, you put your foot down, the power's there. Um uh, there was an EV I drove the other day where when you took your foot off the uh, accelerator, it took a second or two before the um, uh, before the electric motor is disengaged, okay. So you almost had to anticipate taking your foot off with this one. Take your foot off, immediate regenerative braking. So proper, proper EV drive.
0: So The C40 was uh, built from ground up. It's not like a retrofitted um, electric vehicle.
1: I well, I mean, G- G- Greg was telling me as well, and I mean, he 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 must speak to this about uh, about the, the the C40 being before its time or the XC40, should I say?
2: So the XC40 was actually designed as a BEV car. Uh, when okay. it first came out but obviously oh, yeah. before that and the C40 is based off the XC40 platform okay. but I think from halfway from the people backwards it's a unique car
0: and only, only uh, EV available there's no ice engines in the C40 I read somewhere that um, this is one of your best selling cars if I'm not mistaken in terms of specifically in between your hybrids and your, your battery electric vehicles um, XC40 yeah
2: it is yeah, yeah. the last two years it's difficult to say because of the stock available, availability so whatever we could get, we sold. Mm. But yeah, the XC40 has been a good seller for us.
1: So, so I mean, how, how's it determined? How's how South Africa allocated allocated cars? Is it based on you know perception of demand, or uh, is, there an, is there actually too much demand over uh, over in Europe, and uh, and so therefore we don't get as much as we we might
2: want to get? I mean, normally, there wouldn't be a shortage of supply. Uh, mm. So that ba- gets balanced out. The last two years, everybody had a shortage. Yeah. Um, I think, if I remember correctly, in two thousand and twenty, just when the shortage started to happen, the end of twenty twenty one, South Africa was one of the few markets that got extra stock instead of being de- uh, reduced. Oh wow, so that was good for us. Mm. But twenty twenty two, everybody got hit. So we were one of the countries, and there was no one market that was that survived the cut. Yeah, so there was just less production because of COVID, because of uh, semiconductor, because of um, logistical issues. Yeah, just everything came together. Yeah,
0: I remember the time when the XC40 was launched. I think you guys sold the car fully online. Um, is this is this also a vehicle which can? Create- yes, Greg, Greg
1: was in the, Greg was in the studio when we when we spoke about this yeah. coming up that uh, that the car was going to be sold exclusively
2: online. Yeah, so the, all the electric cars are sold online. Obviously, you can get one through the dealer, but then the dealer will just order for you online if you want to. Or you can go online and order it yourself and get it delivered at whatever dealer you want to. And how's that going as a strategy? Yeah, it's it's, um, it's still new. So it takes a while to get used to. Um, For us, because of the last two years where we had no stock, it was difficult to keep that uh, that website operational and to keep it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is new, but um, we do get, so with EX30, again, all the orders that were placed are, are online. Yeah. It was, uh, I couldn't remember the exact number, but over 100 cars in a day or two. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, the cars are only arriving next year, early next year. So I think the platform is working and it's just to get the people to, to understand and then to be able to buy a car online, which is, yeah, we buy a lot of things on takelot, but not cars.
0: Yeah. For sure. I think that's something that George has been, you know, been speaking about as well idea of buying vehicles fully online
1: yeah i mean fulfillment uh, you know uh, I'd, I'd like your perspective on this uh, greg but fulfillment for me will always happen in a dealership um you know it's it's or do you perceive a world where online click and and deliver a car to somebody's house i, I don't think it's entirely like going to get there it's, there's always going to be this level of fulfillment where the consumer has to go and fetch the car from a dealership there has to be a demonstration to walk through signing of documents all that stuff
2: i think yeah, a lot of that can happen online or at the house but i think the dealership is still vital to mm. be able to to be there before the sale yeah the customer doesn't just want to look at the pictures they want to touch and feel the car yeah i think that's where the dealership will still be crucial in our strategy yeah so we have no no ideas to take away the dealership They'll be there to service the car. Yeah. The delivery can happen at the at the house but um, or at the office. But I think to, just to demo the car before, after the sale and to have a, a relationship with the customer, I think they're still important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You've kind of loosely touched on the EX30. So that's going to be South Africa's cheapest electric vehicle, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it is one of the cheapest, yeah. Yeah. And how much is that going to be going for? It starts at 775000 Okay.
2: And then the top of the range is just under a million
1: okay I, I, I actually can't wait for that car i was at uh, i was at the volvo launch um uh, greg invited me and um the the car is 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 that 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 for me that car is proper futuristic e v it's got very few buttons inside um it's got that that screen it seems to me i said this to you on the day um it seems to me that the e x thirty um Volvo's been smart about Taking a, taking a step back, looking at what everyone's doing and taking the best out of everybody's ideas mm. and putting it into the, <laughs> the EX30.
2: Yeah, so the idea was to design a smaller Volvo. Yeah. And obviously with a smaller Volvo, there's a small price tag, which is the, the idea behind it. Yeah. So you have to you know, be different. You can't just make a smaller XE40 XE yes. or a C40 because then the, the same cost will apply. So you've got to be smart about it. And I think the car works. Yeah. And what we think the car will appeal to a number of people. You know, we spoke about acceleration on day. Um, 3.6 seconds not two hundred. 100 um, It's a fast Volvo No, if I'm not if I'm well, mistaken it's, it's faster than a lot of cars <laughs> it's, faster <laughs> it's faster than most cars, <laughs> most cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's got uh, it's an EV so if somebody's looking for an EV ticks that box if somebody's yeah. looking for sustainability ticks that box yeah. if you're looking for speed it ticks that box there's a number of boxes that ticks so I think we'll have a quite a
0: wide and broad customer base for the car I think we spoke about it like two episodes ago, um, ago George Yes we did uh, We were speaking about uh, what were we talking about Infotainment systems, yes. um, and that's when you were like. No, at the time I had the I had this Volvo. C40, yeah. yeah, so uh, so
1: I was kind of like you know all 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 Vol- Volvo tuned in. So um, you know, and the and the ex <laughs> thirty the ex thirty has um, has the next level infotainment system. I mean, uh, uh, the, I, I actually can't wait to see the inside of that car.
0: I think I was saying that I, I wasn't a fan of um, kind of automakers moving away from tactile buttons, um, but you were like no, that's that's definitely way forward i mean you've experienced them all
2: now yeah and we spoke about doing things differently you know infotainment system the ex Study doesn't have all the speakers around the car it's got one sound bar in the front mm. which yeah another
1: another innovation yeah. it's uh, the, yeah that's unbelievable
0: something else that's um that i've seen is the ex90 so that's i'm, I'm assuming the bigger version of the 30 um well, so ex Study will be our smallest car
2: mm-hmm. and then the ex90 will be our biggest car both uh, only evs mm-hmm. and both coming next
0: year to south africa Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so there was a little bit of a delay there. Is there any updates on that? Was that just um, kind of the tabloids? No, there was a delay. Um,
2: basically the hardware is ready. The software is ready. There's a lot of testing to be done. Mm. It's a totally new new system. So rather than release it and let the public do the testing for us, um, the testing will take a couple of more months. So we're looking at you know, quarter two plus minus arrival in the country.
0: What determines when uh, like Volvo for instance comes and decides that they're going to bring in an EV? Because I see some automakers are kind of, they're not so quick. It seems like Volvo has a customer base which is, they want EVs and hybrids. How do you, how did you get to that point?
2: Well, you know, our strategy changed was adapted a couple of years ago to go fully EV. So we said by 2030 it'll be 100% EV. Uh, yeah. By 2025 half the cars will be EVs, not just um, hybrids but full EVs. And being a small company, we couldn't develop a number of engines and EV and ICE. So the decision was made to go fully EV. And I think it was a brave decision back then. If you look now, you know, there's nothing so dramatic about it. Everybody's going that way. And there's a couple of uh, brands who've already said that they'll be fully electric before 2030. Mm. But at the time when we said it'll be 2030, we were the, by far the first ones.
0: 100%. Um, so, interestingly, we're currently working on the industry reports, which will be coming out at the end of this month. Um, what came up that was really interesting for me was the XC40 was actually the, the third most sold EV um, in the used space from a used car point of view. So, so this is this is across ICE vehicles. Yeah, um, third most sold,
1: and uh, that that surprised us. Not that Volvo shouldn't be there, but uh, but that Volvo seems to be climbing the ranks of popularity, um, in 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 the used car space, which I think trickles down to the new car.
2: Yeah, because you said third, I thought no, we actually did the best-selling EV mm. car for new cars. Mm. No, this is ICE. Uh, so yeah, but for EVs, um, yeah, a lot depends on production as well. So it's difficult to say, but for last year and beginning of this year um my understanding is that we were the the one model that was the best seller was the uh,
0: XC40 i'm sure price is a big, huge huge um kind of that's, that's one of the main reasons why it was so popular uh, is there anything else that's, that I, I, I
1: don't know seen? is it is it price Wendy or is it um you know volvo synonymous historically for safety that's kind of been its mantra forever is uh, is safety um um and now it's becoming you know a uh, um, um, futuristic modern car in terms of evs and so now you take this safety mantra and you put ev with that um and you've got the best of both worlds
2: 100 percent, and the design yeah, the infotainment so yeah. it used to be a safe safe box but it wasn't you know, that, that well you know, good looking mm. but since middle of last decade i think our design has improved and then uh, new customers come along so i'm glad to hear that we are climbing
0: the, the ranks you are I mean look at the rivals yeah I um, mean it's historic right so the, other, the other you know the other guys there were, were just in, in the game a bit longer
1: um, well uh, it, if, if, if you look at the top 5 BMW i3 Mini Cooper uh, SE Volvo XC40 BMW iX3 BMW iX um, so you know and those are those are historical brands that have been there all the time so Volvo's breaking into this uh, you know top, uh, top 5 rank
2: good company to have there <laughs> true
0: 100 <laughs> i mean uh something that we've spoken about when the evs just came into the market george was this idea that retrofitting versus building bespoke um, yeah, no, bespoke. retrofitting is is cragged up so i think XC 40 the the nice thing about retrofitting though is that people are familiar with uh you know kind of the ecosystem and and and, and the vehicle um whereas the c40 i mean this is almost like a, a brand new vehicle. Well, like um, Greg said, it was, it was, it was built on for, an, platform,
1: yeah. for, for, for a bev platform. But you know, the thing, the thing that I detest about a retrofit is, uh, is, is the rollover. Um, you know, it just does not feel like an EV um, when I drive it. And that's my personal personal perspective, having driven a few, quite a few of them.
0: Yeah. I think, um, you know, now we're going to be starting to see a lot of bespoke, uh, brand new sort of EVs um, where people will be able to, expensive it's not as scary I think um, whereas before people were kind of scared of it. do you think that's one of the reasons why the XT40 did so well was people were kind of familiar with you know, the way it looked for instance
2: yeah it could be one reason I think you know the customers who buy EVs now and it, it's you know, the numbers are still low mm. um, for a number of reasons last year they're climbing this year but um, they were normally sort of the, the trendsetters, um, people who knew a lot more about EVs than the general public and they knew exactly what they were getting I think the challenge is going to come in now where EVs are becoming popular mm. people who don't really understand EVs are interested in them so I think we have to go through this education cycle as an in- industry to
0: educate people what you are getting and what you can and what you can't do with it yeah mm. yeah. any changes in the last year versus this year in terms of the market um, obviously there's been a lot of changes uh, semiconductors shortage that's not really a thing anymore um, is Volvo experiencing any changes that have kind of translates to this year? I
2: think I'll say that last year we had supply challenges and this year, what I've seen in the last month or two is that we're starting to see demand challenges. So just as the cars are starting to arrive and we're getting over the supply challenges, Mm. we've got, uh, there's less and less customers out there for a number of reasons. Interest rates, I think the political situation, economic situation, that all adds to the the confidence, the lack of confidence. Mm. So we'll see where it goes in the next couple of months. But I think the demand is softening in the
0: Yeah. Um we're seeing it on the sides. Um I don't want to spoil too much because obviously the reports are still coming out. Yeah, you I mean, I don't think you'll be able to spoil the report, but
1: um, <laughs> you know, we we're 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 definitely seeing the consumer um contraction. Yeah. Um, you know, and maybe I think you I think you put it well earlier on before the show was um there's this kind of wait and see approach. It's not that then there's no appetite for cars, it's just people are taking a step back and should I? Should I do it now?
2: I think in our segment specifically, um we've seen that um not, not just this time around but previous uh, downturns in the economy. That the customers will take a step back. Um they've got the money, they've got the finance arranged. Uh, we see a lot of the approvals not taken up as well. And they'll just see what's happening
0: in the next couple of months. Um so trade value is something that we've spoken about you know, a lot. Um George but like we've we've had about three years now of, of EBs being in, in the country. Um what's the sort of the guaranteed value in terms of trade and value um and the fin- financing sort of strategy that you guys have with with the electric cars versus the, the ICE vehicles? So
2: we have the same percentage applied to all the cars. So all the XC40s whether the electric ICE um, or KERS, the mild hybrids will be the same. Same on the XC90s, plug-in hybrids or, or ICE cars. Um, our banking partner has at the same percentage, which we're seeing in the market as well. I think there's, maybe there's just not enough EVs in the, in the market at the moment <clears> because <throat> really, it's, you know, we've sold less than 1% of the total market in EVs last year. It'll be higher this year, but so far, such a small percentage of the market that you can't really distinguish between the the EV resale value versus the others.
0: Okay, so there's no like significant difference between, you know, somebody who's, you know, selling an EV in terms of like on the used car market?
2: Yeah, there's so few cars. I think it's sort of the demand supply. Okay. um, You'll see cars being sold way above what the book would be, be, um, but that's for a specific customer, a specific car. um, And there isn't another one. So if you want it today, and that's the car available. Yeah. Pay the price. So I think, you know, once there's more cars we can determine what that ev what that um, rv value is yeah
1: i mean we, we've seen it across across most of the evs in the country i mean look at look at how well the price of the discontinued i3 is holding up yeah um the bmw i3 it's its price just doesn't seem to plummet um i mean it, it depreciates but it doesn't seem to plummet as, as fast as an ice vehicle so i think to greg's point the 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 ev prices are being held up by the low numbers and that's going to be here for a while i mean i don't see us getting to 20 30% penetration very quickly once it gets there it'll ramp but uh, but it's
2: it's small i think the premium segment will go quicker yeah so in the total passenger car market i agree with you it'll take a while but i think in the premium segment you know once we uh, develop cars with a longer range, mm. and that will happen in two, three years' time. Yeah, there's, even now already, there's less and less reasons to buy a petrol car or a diesel car in the, again, in the premium segment, because you're getting more luxury, you're getting more technology, <clears throat> more infotainment, um, the same safety, more performance out of the EV. So there's a very sp- specific segment, who will yeah. not buy EV, and that, that segment's shrinking mm. um, as we overcome all those obstacles. With technology,
1: that's one thing actually that uh, that struck me about this this Volvo was um, it's got a smaller battery than my car, but it's got longer range. So, so, so you can see that even even this EV has progressed versus in terms the, of like the, the battery technology, battery technology, software. Um, it's 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 got a I think it's an eighty kilowatt hour battery, eighty five. It's eighty or eighty five somewhere around there.
2: And 79 or is
1: it 79? Um, but but it's but it's smaller than my car's battery and uh, and it's got a longer range.
2: The performance is on par,
1: and the performance is is, is almost exactly on par, exactly. Yeah, so uh, uh, so 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 EVs are getting better and better
0: for sure. Um, uh, just before we actually leave on the C40, so if somebody wants to buy, it, is it is it sold out completely? Or is I would say probably now there's not many in the country, if any, yeah,
2: but between now and September. There's a lot of cars arriving, both EVs
0: and ours and cars, so they will always be stuck. Okay, okay. I mean, yeah, it seems like this is Volvo keeps doing this to us. They always give us like a handful, and we just like, yeah, give us more. Uh, so you know, no, there will be more. <laughs> lots more. <cars. laughs> I'm glad to hear. Well, it, well, it's a good, it's a good thing if they get sold out, right? I mean, that, that's the goal, right? Yeah, you know, it's
1: if uh, if uh, if a car maker brings a car in and uh, and it gets sold out, then uh, you know there's demand.
0: Hundred percent. Um, so we saw that hybrid demand um, or in terms of views grew by about 70%, um, with EVs growing by 51%. So we, we were seeing a doubling effect. Do you think, George, specifically this to you, um, this number is going to kind of stay at this point for the next few years, or do we anticipate a slowing down of, of the growth? Of-
1: um, if, if you look at those numbers that you're going to see in that, in that report
0: that's coming out, um,
1: uh, hybrids were flying. I mean, if you look at the last report, hybrids were in the I think two hundred percent growth rate, uh, whereas, whereas EVs were you know still almost doubling. It was about uh, hundred, just under hundred percent increase yeah. in uh, in demand and, um, and and now sales. Um, so so the, I mean I know the numbers have shown that that hybrids have um, have tapered back, but um, but EVs haven't tapered back as much. So you're getting a, you're getting a little bit of a convergence, um, where people are more interested in EVs and less interested in hybrids. Um, that's what I think is going to going to start to occur. But uh, but as you can see in the numbers, hybrids are still outperforming EVs. I think also, yeah,
2: I would like to differentiate between hybrids and plug-in hybrids. And I think that's a true yeah, good point. Though. Yeah, um, and the plug-in hybrid is really a you know, you're getting half electric car and half an car. Mm. Um, you can do sixty seventy kilos on a Pure electric drive, which for most people, that's a daily drive. Yeah. Charge it overnight. So for the short distances, Monday to Friday, you can have an electric car. And Mm. then on the weekend, you still have a full-on ice car with a full-size petrol tank, a full-size engine, which I think for a lot of people in South Africa right now, that is probably the best compromise.
1: I mean, I'm I'm getting to the stage now where I have to replace my car. Um, And I don't know what I'm going to replace it with. Um, And a lot of my thoughts have been plug-in hybrid. Um, just because I know my own habits and behaviors and, uh, and, and, and I've never owned a plug-in hybrid. So before they disappear, I'm thinking maybe I should go for a plug-in hybrid. I don't know. Watch the space. I don't know which one I'm going to get, but, uh, um, but, but plug-in hybrid is very appealing because of that principle.
2: Yeah. I'm a big believer. We launched ours in 2017, I think it was. Um, since then we've improved it. So we can, now we can get 60, 70 kilos Mm. of proper electric range. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: I just love it. In terms of uh, the C40 spec, um, do we just have one kind of variant right now, or is it, you know, um, variants coming sooner with with more range? For the time being, we just have one. So it's a twin engine. Um,
2: Also very little options. I think the the Pixel Lights is one option in the color. That's probably it. I can remember. Um, Maybe once the demand improves and there's more stock available, we'll bring in different uh, variants like we did with the XC40 BeV, although there's only two there as well. There's a single motor and a twin motor.
1: Um, I've got a, I've got a, a random question. If, uh, if you, if you want to plug into this question, Greg or, uh, or Wendy, and that is, um, you know, Wendy and I have debated this over a couple of shows, and that is this principle that, that Tesla employs. And we're wondering whether other OEMs are going to follow. And um, I don't know whether you've got insight into as to whether Volvo is going to follow or not, or, or, or any of your other colleagues in the market, but, Um, Tesla makes all of their cars with all of the features. They don't differentiate between the features. You know, you can't buy a bespoke Tesla in most instances, um, like heated seats in the car. Um, And their idea there is they can turn on revenue streams in the future. So you can do a software, you know, tap on the screen and you can subscribe to heated seats for short periods of time if you like. Um, Is that something that other OEMs will eventually do because producing one car is cheaper than producing a whole different you know a range of cars with different features on it
2: yeah so i know other manufacturers are looking at that from our side what we are discussing is to do that but only on software because on hardware you know there is a cost to putting the, the heating elements into, into the seat and yes. whatever else there is so yeah what you save on production costs, you might spend on the actual cost of the car. Yeah. Whereas with software, the sensors are there for other things. You know, if you look at the, the front of the car, the sensors are there. So, so like park distance control, for instance. You know, luckily, yeah. You know, so this has to always be standard for us, but anything that's, that's true. Broken, <laughs> on top of that, you, know, yeah. you can activate the software quite easily. You know, pulse to performance software is yes. another one. It's not for everybody, but if you mm-hmm. want it, it's there. the software. Um, so I think for software, it's more likely
0: to be, um, although it's not something we're looking at the short term anyway.
1: That's a good distinction though. Software upgrades yeah, software software versus, hard, versus like hardware. hardware th-
0: you Because know. I think that's where we were stuck on. I was, I was saying that it, it, it's still going to be a lot more expensive in terms of like a base model, mm-hmm. um, just because of the hardware that would have to be, be kind of included. But software-wise, I completely understand why it would be why it would work. Yeah. So that kind of solves my question. Because um, we've been debating it, you're right, for like, like for a while. four episodes now. <laughs> Um, that's pretty much all the time we have uh, for today uh, Greg
1: before we let Greg go any any uh, you know secrets you can one. tell us um,
0: <laughs> yeah. oh. I almost forgot <laughs> <laughs>
1: we gotta we gotta try and pro- pro- you know probe for some you know stuff that nobody knows
0: yeah so
2: I mean no secret we did say there'll be one new car every year mm-hmm. yeah. uh, so now we're gonna have two next year and then there'll be one new car at least one new car every year for the next couple of years after that or
0: EV Lovely. I want to see. I want to get the the XC thirty. Um, I think it's going to make some waves. I think that's going to be. No, I think it's going to be an epic color. I'm looking forward to that. 100. Yellow color as well. Yellow. Yes. I haven't seen the yellow. Yeah, and you see that. I've only seen like the like a lilac, sort of blue, um, color. So, you wanted to touch on F one. Um, I mean, Are you sure? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I do. Let me first understand. You, you said something about Lewis Hamilton. I want you to say it on on the record. But I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> don't worry, I'm in your there's, corner.
2: There's no surprise, but <laughs> I don't have to have, stop. There's uh, bullying. There's bullying on the show. <laughs> needs to stop? But as I said, I don't have a firm favourite, but yeah. there's one or two that, that, that I don't support. What about the season so far? What's your kind of... I think it's been good. Some good races. Yeah. Um, there's some surprises. Um, Aston yeah. Martin uh, looking quite strong versus last year. Yeah. I'm not a fan of changing regulations halfway through. We discussed the tyres. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the last race now and then the second half of the season. Yeah.
1: Well,
2: so for me, still go Lewis. Um, you
1: go Lando so. or Alonso or but anybody else. but the <laughs> Sappen
2: or Hamilton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah McLaren has been a big good surprise as well. So it's yeah. good yeah. to see that this changes.
0: Yeah, no, it's been okay. a good season, um, ultimately. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see next year. I think we'll be back. Thanks so much, Greg. Uh, it a pleasure. Thank you very much. See you next time. For sure, right? For sure. For sure. <laughs>
2: Search Orchard Trader.